Welcome to the Luxury Listing Specialist Podcast with Michael Lafito, where top luxury agents reveal their best practices, plus interviews with real estate industry influencers, thought leaders, and luxury marketing experts. You'll come away from each episode with new strategies and tactics to dominate high-end homes in any market. And now for the latest episode of Luxury Listing Specialist. Here's your host, luxury real estate expert, coach, and trainer, Michael Lafito. Hey, folks, it's Michael Lafito, and welcome to another episode of the Luxury Listing Specialist podcast. I'm really excited for today's guest. Uh, in the past, as you know, we've had industry in, you know, experts helping agents with uh, various tools and resources. We've also interviewed top rock star agents. And today it's uh, very similar. We're going to be interviewing somebody that's going to help the agent break into and, and eventually dominate and, and attract high-end, high-net-worth individual potential clients, but also you know, how to prepare for that, what I would call that trophy listing appointment and, and how to actually get it, but more from, um, more from an angle of a, of, of a trainer and someone that runs a luxury division. So it's going to be from an expert, but not an expert that's gotten the training like most agents do. And, and so again, the luxury listing podcast, we're all about cutting edge, outside the box creativity. I mean, if you want traditional Tim, traditional Tammy type stuff, you were in the wrong spot. This podcast is for those agents looking to break into or dominate selling high-end and luxury homes using non-traditional approaches. And again, with that being said, what better introduction than Lee Greenwood, who's the, um, the VP of the luxury division for Windermere Services Company. Uh, Lee, thank you so much for carving out time for this interview today. Thank you for having me. And real quick, um, before you give your story, Windermere is one of the largest um, real estate firms in, in, in Western U.S. There's, what, over 6,000 agents. You guys have been around from the 1970s. It's, it's family-run. What else can you tell me about Windermere Services? Thank you. Um, yes, all of those facts are true. Windermere is the largest um, real estate company in the Western United States, and uh, as I focus in the luxury division here in Western Washington, it also spans all divisions across many, many states, including Hawaii. Um, but it is a really uh, a solid company that is built on authentic, humble-natured individuals um, and is looked at as really a pillar of excellence here in the state of Washington and beyond. Okay, that's very helpful. And um, again, offline, you shared with me a little bit of history and how you came to your position of VP for the luxury division there at Windermere. Would you mind sharing um, for the listeners a little bit about your history? And and thankfully, there's not a big, long history lesson of luxuries and real estate. So that's kind of one of the reasons I had you on this show is I'm a big believer. I tell agents, don't think like real estate agents, think like marketers. And (laughs) you, you are a marketer with yeah. no previous real estate history. And that's why we've had you on the show because it is a breath of fresh air. So share with the, the folks a little bit about your history. Yeah, I, um, you know, without even realizing it, sort of became a um, specialist in luxury, in the luxury space. Over the last 20 years, I've been working in, um, in everything from fashion to editorial to high-end art sales gallery and nonprofit work, as well as being recruited into the ultra high net worth division of private banking. Um, 
And, you know, early on in my career, I started working for Dale Chihuly, who's a world-renowned glass artist based out of Seattle. And in my 20s, was working with um, very, very uh, affluent and famous people um, and had to be comfortable in that space um, selling high-end artwork up into the millions of dollars and considered to, um, and continued to be a consultant for him for a number of years. So all of those things combined led me to a point where I was approached by the Jacobis who own Windermere um, to help them develop their, their luxury space in Western Washington. And I came on board a little over a year ago to do so. Okay. So you've been on for a little over a year. Obviously you and yeah. I met at the Inman luxury conference and um, you know, you shared with me, you guys just lo- launched what you're calling an ultra luxury uh, division for in Washington, right? For $3 million plus properties. Yeah, and that was really fun to be at the Inman conference. That was our first um, showing of our brand that we had been, you know, creating for almost a year in the making at that point. Um, so that was a really great unveiling and what a place to do it, the Beverly Hills Hotel. Mm, I know. It, it, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> for those of you that are listening and you haven't gone to the Inman Luxury Conference, I highly recommend it. Uh, I don't have the dates handy, but I, I believe it's October. And, yeah. Uh, it's a, a full day. You know, basically, you get there the night before. There's a, a little gathering all day and then a post party at a mansion locally and, uh, and some great speakers, great content. Mm-hmm. And great networking. Yeah. Great networking. Absolutely. Yeah. So... So let's, you know, the two, the two big takeaways I'd like um, to focus on for today's listeners, um, number one, I guess, would be, um, I, I guess, baby steps first, right? How do you position yourself to attract more opportunities? I like using the word opportunities, whether that be for mm-hmm. listing appointments, working with buyers, maybe the uh, uh, opportunity to, to get in front of some of these influencers in the high net worth community. So maybe that will be step one of this uh, you know, interview, and then step two would be, all right, hey, you got the phone to ring. How do you prepare for that appointment, mm-hmm. and how do you get it? How, how does that sound? That sounds great. I like right, the, so- the order in which you have gone because <clears throat> oftentimes what I realized is that brokers don't go in that order. And so <laughs> my first <laughs> advice would be to be prepared well in advance from when the phone rings. Um, oftentimes the phone rings, and then you get the hurried call of, oh my gosh, now what do I do? So Mm -hmm. I like to think about, you know, how do we strategically place you as the broker or the agent into a position where when that opportunity does call, um, you are completely prepared. So as I work with um, individual agents and brokers who are either already existing within that market or wanting to break into that luxury market, um, you know, of course, they always walk in and want the formal introduction to the president of the bank. And I always say, let's rewind. We need to make sure that you and your brand are up to the standards um, for when that introduction comes that you can um, speak properly about that space. Know everything you need to know about that space because the only opportunity you have with that one-on-one, it, you have to be 100% confident and in the know, um, educated and polished. So the first thing I say, Google yourself. What comes up? What do you look like from the outside perspective? Depending, you know, a lot of brokers and agents are working furiously, especially in the Seattle market, 
where, wow, the market is just moving so, so quickly um, that they step, they, they kind of forget to carve out time to step back and look at their brand um, as a whole. And so from the branding perspective um, and where I come from, the art world and, and these more creative spaces, I say set yourself apart and really get somebody on board that you can work with, like a consultant like me or you or somebody who works with you to find the right designer, uh, web designer, brand designer, and everything needs to be very, very high-end and polished. So when that client Googles you, what comes up is very impressive. And in my opinion, impressive is setting yourself apart from all your other competitors. Well, that, that, I mean, that, you hit the nail on the head on a couple a couple things there. I mean, so you're talking, you know, you're talking about diving in, right? Knowledge, mm-hmm. knowledge helps build confidence, right? So whether mm-hmm. it be reading books, whether it be training, whether it be hiring a coach, getting a mentor, what I hear you saying is once you do those things, people are going to Google you, right? They're going to check you out online, both, you know, your website, your social media, and and mm-hmm. is your brand consistent? Is, is are you are you branding yourself as, you know, a luxury agent, or if you are branding yourself as a luxury agent and they go check you out online and you're showing foreclosures after dark and everything looks like it's a van down by the river, there's not a congruency with your message to the market match, right? Mm -hmm. And so what I hear you talking about is not just positioning yourself, but making sure that your brand reflects, you know, your message, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Um, and that includes everything from how you are involved with your community, um, how you attend the top philanthropic events. Um, you know, if you're on a board that you believe in and you start making connections there. Um, so you're right. There's no man down by the river if you are also attending the $500 um, ticket events. But, you know, I've heard people say, well, I could market that listing and I didn't get it and it could have been just, I knew I had that. And I said, well, wait a minute, how would your client have known that you could have marketed their listing in the most successful way if they don't see you marketing yourself in the most successful way? So those two, I think, have to be parallel. So you're showing your client what you will do for their home um, in the way that you also market and present yourself. Well, you brought up a good term, parallel, um, and I think that's really important for, for today's listeners is, you know, you have to brand yourself, you have to position yourself as that leading authority, and it takes time. Uh, it it mm-hmm. certainly doesn't happen overnight. I mean, one of my favorite books, maybe you've read it, it's Darren Hardy's uh, uh, Compound Effect, and, and it just, you know, basically talks about you got to do a lot of little things and it adds up over time, and it's like the, the old adage, little hinges open big doors, maybe you've heard that Lee but mm-hmm. but the whole idea behind that is there's got to be some parallel there I mean I've had there's an agent in my marketplace that totally markets herself as the leading authority and she's got all these celebrity endorsements but but then I don't believe there's congruency in how she actually markets the home so in other words markets herself great but doesn't uh-huh. market the home using lifestyle marketing cutting-edge strategy etc so what you're saying is of course it doesn't happen overnight but eventually mm-hmm. you want consistency in both. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and people, um, you know, I think really what it comes down to is authentic engagement with both your client um, and the people you meet every second of the day and the follow-up and knowing that once you followed up and you've had lunch with somebody, that that relationship will take time to grow the trust that is needed um, to 
you know, even ask that person to introduce you to somebody. Hopefully your introductions into that space, into that luxury world, into your referral network will come from your past clients. Now, if you look at that timeline, that could be a two-year timeline. From the time you first met them, you ask them to lunch, you continue the conversation, you invite them to your events, you keep them involved and engaged. Maybe you're doing a newsletter, maybe you're not, but you're, you're really weaving this thread throughout a community and a space. And then once they become your client and then you do a great job for them, at that point, at that point only really, is it the opportunity there for you to ask them to introduce them to their trusted network and sources. And, that, and that's the key point right there. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, and what I heard you say too is, is, is the networking. I mean, so we have different callers, you know, different listenership from the beginning agent to, you know, the seasoned veteran, but perhaps just wants to increase their average sale price to perhaps that, that rock star agent that already is selling tons of homes, but perhaps doesn't specialize in luxury or perhaps, you know, I'm a big believer that iron sharpens iron and maybe they, they are on this call just to get one more idea, one more nugget they can implement. Mm-hmm. And I call that the principle of slight edge. So for those of you that are just starting out, you know, there's different things that, you know, that you can do um, to help position yourself, like we talked about, whether it be, you know, invest in books, there's a lot of free resources, whether it be shadow a top luxury agent around, you know, maybe join their team, maybe join a brand that specializes in luxury. You know, I have a certification known as the Luxury Listing Specialist Certification, which helps to that. But is there anything else um, that, you know, that you could provide, Leah, like some type of resource or advice for anyone that maybe is either a newer agent or perhaps their average sale price is not in that ultra luxury space. What, what words of advice you'd have, like specifically speaking, that they can maybe take away and um, either go research or try to implement? Well, I think what is throughout my entire career, and this was just luckily how I was raised, but um, early on I came in when I was 21 years old and I, you know, you kind of don't have the fear of anything in the world in you and you say, I I want to get involved in my community. And that was important to me in the way that I was raised. So I went to the Seattle Art Museum and I said, I want to start a group for young people. And I gathered a couple people. I was new to the city and we created this young person's networking group that ended up growing and being a really prolific thing. I did the same thing in Honolulu, Hawaii. My point in all of this is for people who are trying to break into a certain space and they don't know how to get invited to the parties, they don't know how to meet these people. I suggest to look into yourself and figure out what is it that you are truly interested in in the most, I'll use the word again, but it's overused, but authentic way. And that is honestly that you want to spend time in that space and look into the nonprofit sector around it and look into how you can get involved from a community standpoint. That's going to benefit your brand, but also benefit who you are individually. And through those relationships, if you can get onto a certain board, um, and there are influential people on that board. And then over time, your efforts in working on that board will, will prove to the people around you that there's trust to be involved. And you will then become a trusted friend and then also hopefully a trusted advisor. I really use that in my career in the past. Um, and I did it because of my own individual passion. And I, and I think it's a great way. Um, so whether it's, you know, the Humane Society or it's the arts, it's, there's a whole spectrum of things, but to, to really pinpoint what it is that you could get involved with that is truly your personal passion. Yeah, I love that, that passion is important. And if you don't have that passion and you're just trying to, you know, 
figure out what your passion is, that's okay. I mean, uh, sometimes yeah. you, you don't have clarity of where we're at, right? We go through different phases. And what I heard you say is, you know, get involved, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I believe the best way to grow somebody's business is not behind the, the, the computer monitor, not on the phone. I mean, this is mm-hmm. a people business. And get out there, mm-hmm. build your relationships, build your sphere. And for those of you that are listening and you say, well, listen, I'm in a rural area and there's no, you know, major city around me that's, you know, or there's not a zip code that has ultra high end. What I could tell you is don't, beat yourself up. Don't get frustrated. You know, don't watch, you know, these TV shows where you think, man, there's, I don't have multi-million dollar properties around here. Maybe 500,000 is considered high end in your market. And that's okay. Wherever you're at, you could increase your average sale price. And that's what I tell agents. Listen, if your average sale price for your market is 200,000 and that's what your average sale price is. And fast forward a year down the road and you're you've increased your average sale price to 260,000 you mm-hmm. from the outside you might say well that's a, a decent increase but really what that is that's a 30% increase you've given yourself a 30% raise selling the same number of homes but you just increase your average sale price so don't think mm-hmm. you have to sell multi-million dollar homes i mean the name of this podcast is luxury listing specialist but even worst case scenario we can increase your average sale price you can work smarter not harder, and that's the name of the game. And mm-hmm. here's the other thing, too, is you might have to drive, you know, my philosophy is have car, will travel. You might have to drive 40 minutes, an hour to, you know, outside of the community that you specifically focus in now because perhaps the community you focus in now doesn't have the high-end properties so you might have to drive to those areas you might have to get involved in a networking group that's an hour or 45 minutes away if you truly want to you know go into a price point and an area that specializes in those homes i mean you know mm-hmm. we think real estate is so hyper local but the mm-hmm. reality is listen if you're a good marketer and you know a lot of people in markets that are 45 minutes to an hour away i mean i don't know about your philosophy i mean i know you're not a licensed agent lee but you you, yeah. you, you coach agents my philosophy mm-hmm. is have car will travel i mean i believe you know if i do my due diligence and price a property uh, correctly mm-hmm. that I'm going to position it and I'm going to market it better than probably, you know, traditional Tim or traditional Tammy does. And so uh-huh. I, I don't mind driving a little bit. And that's, I think, where the magic happens. And the magic happens is when people step out of their comfort zone. And many agents have their comfort zone in their little farm network or their town that they specialize in. But I do believe that if you, your town or that farming area that you farm isn't high-end or isn't luxury and you're looking to break into that space, you're going to have to get out of your comfort zone and perhaps Mm -hmm. travel or network in areas that specialize in in, in more high-end marketplaces. What's your thoughts to that? Well, I kind of have two different thoughts. One is that, yeah, you can, you would need to spend some more time and really understanding that market. You know, in my opinion, you have to be educated about that market. You'd have to really go there. You need to eat there. You need to walk around there. You need to be in that community um, in order to successfully market and understand who you're marketing to, depending on how far away it is from your home or wherever you are located. The other thought is, you know, really think about, um, 
your time best spent. And, you know, again, I'm not a licensed agent, but I would think, well, all right, at what point, you know, strategically, maybe I should have a one hour radius around me. And beyond that, I might not be able to understand that market well enough um, to do my best job. So maybe that becomes my referral space. And through referrals, could you also look at the percentage that you could raise your, your um, salary per year? Um, and so that you, you find a trusted source um, outside that market. And that in itself is a marketing strategy, right? To reach out to and create a community, like you said, make a network group um, outside of your, of your space um, to have these trusted referral sources. And I think that that's a powerful thing. Now, the more people you reach out to that are agents in that space, um, the, they will also come to you when they get that listing, right? So, yep. so that's another income strategy. Yeah, you bring up a good, you brought up a good point. So referring business out, the, you know, I'm, I'm with a small little boutique as a real estate agent in the Chicagoland market known as Conlon. We happen to be mm-hmm. a Christie's affiliate, but the owner of our company, Sean Conlon, who was just featured on CNBC's The Deed, I mean, that's what he did towards the, tor- uh, the, the tail end of his career. He just referred out. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, he referred to some of these other communities where he was leveraging other people's time and energy and the best way to get referrals is give them right if you lead with a right. giving hand you know you're going to it's a law of attraction if you give 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 you're going to attract so that's a good point now let's yeah. go to that second point so we talked a lot about positioning and and that sort of thing but let's let's make that that next step so let's say that you got an agent that's out there doing some of those things they're networking mm-hmm. and they get the phone to ring or they get a referral what do you recommend for those agents that that get that high-end listing opportunity you know what do you recommend from a preparation standpoint and 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 how to how how can they increase their likelihood that they can get uh, you know get that listing so to speak well, if they're lucky enough to be um, a broker, we call them brokers here, but agents um, with Windermere, <laughs> then, and they're operating in Western Washington, what we've spent a lot of time and energy doing is basically creating a beautiful marketing campaign um, already set in place for them. And so if you go to our website, wbywindermere.com, that is our dedicated website for that 3 million plus space, the luxury space that I'm involved with and running here at Windermere. Can you um, say that one and, more time? W by Windermere.com. Okay. And um, we are the W collection at Windermere. So you can also go to Windermere.com and you will see some of our W collection listings. They are on the home page. Um, we have an icon and you can click through. So social media, you know, uh, Facebook, W by Windermere.com. So we have a lot of support for our agents um, and we have created beautiful materials that they can go in and they can um, order and customize in a way that feels very, very special once they've gotten the listing. But also going into the listing, we've prepared an incredible um, listing packet um, that they have that's a really, really top-notch, beautiful, high-end, outside-the-box, not the norm, um, so that they can walk in confidently with this listing packet and say, this is what's behind me, um, while, you know, being affiliated with the W Collection, being affiliated with Windermere, and these are my resources. So I always say be prepared, you know, um, be prepared, be confident, know your competition if you can, um, know the seller as much as possible, know the house as much as possible, and think outside the box. Um, and that's one of the things that you touched upon early on in this podcast, but 
you know, if it's a, if it's a home with history, reach out to a historian, get a book created on that home and walk in with that to the listing. What a great opportunity for you to kind of knock their socks off. Um, what if it's an incredible waterfront listing um, that you could say that you'd be happy to have a yacht um, that would escort your, the potential buyers up to their dock for these listings? You know, our, our space is an interesting space in Western Washington where we are. We have the San Juan Islands. I don't know if you all saw the article last Friday in the mansion section of the Wall Street Journal about the San Juan Islands, but our top listing at $20 million um, for W Collection is listed up in the San Juan Islands with a private airstrip. So there's so many opportunities to think outside the box in that luxury space from flying in, um, from, do, you know, accessing yachts to do super high-end stuff. Um, but have your list of vendors walk in depending on if you're working on a team or if you're working individually. The team is with your client and position it so that you have these trusted sources and resources and really show that confidence walking in listing. You do not want to miss a beat. So when you walk out, you feel like you've really covered your space. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. So I, I heard you say, you didn't say the word, but in so many ways you, you said it. In so many ways, differentiate differentiate yourself, right? I mean, from Mm -hmm. the printed materials to the experience to your creativity, I mean, differentiation is, Mm -hmm. you know, there's so many agents out there. I forgot, you know, we're at 1, 2, 1.3 million. The numbers change all the time. But differentiate yourself from the competition. Study your competition. Never Mm badmouth your competition. But understand what makes them unique. And Mm -hmm. obviously know what makes you and your company unique and be able to articulate it in a way that is memorable, right? Yes. Yep, absolutely. So, and also knowing your seller as much as you can. If you know, if you, if you Google them and they are a CEO of a tech company versus um, you Google them and they're an art dealer from New York, um, how are they going to, what, what type of presentation do you present um, or what type of conversation do you present to that client in that moment? Is it image driven? Is it factual? Um, you know, really, I think you can really think about the strategy behind how do I best connect to this client? And how, am I going to, and how am I going to do that in an effective manner to who I'm speaking to in particular? Well, uh, you know, I, that's one of the things that we teach with our certification is you need to have three types of listing presentations. So if you have factual information and you're dealing with a D, a driver, a bottom line type mm-hmm. of guy, um, you know, that might be effective in, to, to, to the audience. I'm a big disc personality guy. But if you have a bunch of visuals and then you have yourself a, a, a C, someone that's analytical, they're left brain, electrical mm-hmm. engineer type, you know, they, they're skeptical by nature. You need a lot of visuals, a lot of factual information. You've got to cite your sources. Then if you just have a bunch of pictures and not the details, you might lose them. So you've got to really understand who your audience is and you, yeah. ahead of time, right? I mean, you need to know what you're dealing with. You said research. Sam is, is, is key, but I like to know what their personality type is at a time. Yeah. And so there's some things that you can do, of course, to figure that out. You're not going to ask them, of course, but there's questions you can ask them. And based on the way they respond, how they answer, you can figure out and then you can cater your presentation towards the audience, towards them. Yes. yes. Very important. So that, 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 I agree. that is very important. Well, yeah. good. Well, folks, I mean, just to kind of hit on a couple bullet points, um, and then I want you to leave your contact information if anyone wants to hear more about your company and, and some of sure. the other things that you've mentioned. Um, so first off, you talked about 
you know, positioning yourself through online mm-hmm. and, and offline, you know, how, you know, whether it be, you know, ingraining yourself in a community, how do you position yourself from the marketing and the branding to, you know, to the mindset and the terminology. Um, but I heard you say something and I, I didn't, I didn't bring it up, but I want to bring it up now. Transparency. You talked about transparency. Mm-hmm. I'm a mm-hmm. huge believer in transparency. Be you. Be authentic. Be yeah. yourself. So, so if you're blue collar, of course, learn and, and start to try to polish yourself a little bit, but, but don't be something you're not either. I mean, if you don't come from wealth and you don't come from, you know, white collar family and you don't live in a gated community, you can still be successful as a luxury agent. Don't believe mm-hmm. what your competition or the traditional agents are telling you that you have to be in the industry for so many years. You got to drive a certain car. You got to live in a certain community. I think that's false, false, false. That's either yourself telling you that. Okay. Those are what I call limiting beliefs or that's just flat out not true. But with that being said, you do want to, you know, sharpen yourself. You want to, you know, ingrain yourself with the knowledge and the content and the resource and the data. And that will help build your confidence that you're going to want to get more opportunities. I use baseball analogies all the time. And most people don't want to step up into the batter's box because they'd rather be comfortable in the dugout because what if I strike out? What if I get hit by a pitch? What if, what if, what if? And then they what if themselves to death. And then guess what? They never get that phone to ring because they never put themselves out there. Yeah. Absolutely. Take the risk. You've got to go. You have to go after it. Absolutely. So what's the best way? If somebody wants some more information about, you know, Windermere or perhaps, you know, they're not happy with the brokerage they're in, or perhaps they just really enjoyed this interview and they want to thank you or get a hold of you, what's, uh, what's the best way they can do that? You can reach me via email, um, and I'll spell my name. It's Lee Greenwood, and that's L-E-I-G-H, and Greenwood, just as it sounds, at windermere.com. And that's W-I-N-D-E-R-M-E-R-E.com. And um, please check us out on the web at wbywindermere.com. And um, social media, we're on Instagram and Facebook as well. And you'll see, you know, even just going into our Facebook page and liking our page and watching this feed come through, you'll start to really see we're pulling from um, luxury articles all over international and the world and how our tone is and how we position ourselves. You can do that for multiple brands across the country and really start to kind of feel this fluid um, connection between that space and that ultra luxury division. Now, some people do it differently than we do. As I mentioned, Windermere is a really solid, um, honest, and, you know, not a chess baiting company. We are humble and um, understated and strong. And so that's our voice. Each, each company has a different voice. But, you know, sure. plug into all of these different people and see where you kind of, who you relate best to. And, and you can certainly learn a lot about those luxury spaces simply on social media. Yeah, that's a great point. Well, listen, very valuable information. And again, it was from somebody that doesn't have a real estate background. It's been in in real estate for just a little over a year. And um, that's part of the reason I wanted to interview you because of your fresh outside the box and outside the industry ideas and um, Mm -hmm. really appreciate your time today. Well, thank you so much. This has been lots of fun and, um, and I look forward to hearing from anybody out there. 
Awesome. And again, okay. for those of you that want to listen to uh, previous interviews, you can go to LuxuryListingPodcast.com. You can go to um, iTunes or Stitcher. You look up Luxury Listing Specialist on iTunes or Stitcher for previous episodes. Make sure you download, download them. If you have any suggestions, um, please let us know. If you want us to interview somebody and, and you have recommendations, please do that as well. Again, you can always shoot me an email at Michael at MarketingLuxuryGroup.com. Michael at Marketing Luxury luxurygroup.com. And again, if you want more information about our luxury certification and you want to work on your mindset and their marketing and your systems, as well as lead generation, make sure you go to luxurylistingspecials.com for more information on our certification. My name is Michael Lofito. And remember, it's not the market, it's the marketing. Talk to you soon. Hey there, it's Michael Lafito. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. If you are interested in signing up for our Luxury Listing Specialist Certification, or if you want additional information on how you can dominate selling higher-end homes in your marketplace, make sure you go to LuxuryListingSpecials.com.